This is Dan Decker, host of Bad Choices in Bourbon. But I'll tell you what isn't a bad choice. Catching up with Spock the Week. Welcome to Season 3 of Spock Week. I'm one of your hosts, Albert Android, but unfortunately this season I'll be joining Gregor in Roxy. For this season, you'll be in the capable hands of Gregor Cameron, the Krabby Ginger, and our special guest host, James Golding. In this season, we will be talking about the alien species of Star Trek, although I have reasonable suspicion that they won't do that. Anyway... Please sit back, enjoy your journey through Season 3 of Spock the Week. Thank you for joining us once again, and please enjoy. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, subscribe to our podcast on the catch of your choice, and go to buymeacoffee.com and buy us a pint. We'd be much appreciative. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Good morning, James, because it is morning. This is it unusual. is morning. Yeah. I mean, what time did you get up for this early start? Because it's 10 o'clock here in windy Edinburgh. Uh, well, it's also 10 o'clock here in windy Lancashire because we're in the same time zone. Um, <laughs> but no, I've been up since about eight. Have you? Oh, I've been up since about quarter past nine. So, because I'm on holiday this week. All oh, <laughs> right. That's why we're doing it during the day. Yeah, that's why we're doing it during the day. Well, Sarah and I... Um, JJ's coming over with Islander. Well, he's not coming over, but I'm meeting him in a park. Uh, so what are you allowed to do up there? Because I, I haven't got a clue. Um, we're still in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, until the 26th of April. Yeah. Sorry for dating the podcast, JJ. Um, and everything's still shut. All non-essential yeah. shops are still shut. We're allowed to meet one, is it one other person or two, I think. I think it's four people from two households. Yeah. Outside. Um, I think there's a slight relaxation on the fifth of April coming up. It, it sounds uh, like you're at a similar stage to us. We're allowed to. We've now got the rule of six in a park. Mm. Yeah. Because we're on stage one, part two of the um, let's get out of lockdown plan, which. You know, why they don't just give it an extra step, I don't know. But step one has two steps, because, yay. Yeah, it's it's just screams of popularism rather than dealing with it properly, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, so 26th April is really our first big um, change um, at the moment. We, the gyms are allowed to open. You're allowed to exercise indoors, um, but no team sports indoors. At yeah. that point, the swimming pools will be open. And if it's anything like it was last year, you'd have to book a session. Yeah. Um, so I, I did, I, well, I did used to do a lot of swimming, uh, hence why my face is, face is now puffed up because I'm not doing any swimming. Uh, apparently in England, outdoor swimming pools are allowed to be open now. So, you know, this um, is just the right time of year for going swimming in an outdoor pool, yeah, right? Uh, thank you for the offer, but uh, I'll give that a miss. <laughs> Do we even have any outdoor pools in the UK? Uh, 
I think there is some. There's, believe it or not, there's some derelict ones here in Scotland. There's a very nice one up in Aberdeenshire that goes back to the 1920s. Wow. It's not used. Um, I'm not surprised. I don't want to swim in an outdoor pool in Al- near Aberdeen. It's sort of built into this fantastic um, cliff face, and it's got this lovely Art Deco building. And it's a bit of a photographer's dream, yeah. Uh, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's reasonably well maintained for something that's not not used anymore. And then just along the road where I am at Portobello, there used to be a massive outdoor pool there, but it's now a car showroom. <laughs> or flats or something like that, I think. So Well, you'd have more chance of getting me in a car showroom than an outdoor pool, so Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's right. Anyway, our glorious leader. We've gone Jay- off topic and we haven't even said what I it know, is yet. I know. <laughs> our glorious leader, JJ. Did you get the memo? Or get because you got his last memo, didn't you? And he sent another memo. Yeah, yeah, I, I filed it. Where, where where did you file it? In the same file as last time, the round uh, one in the corner. Yeah, the, the, the B1N file. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, well, I filed this one. Um, B1N stroke two for reference. Um, so, yeah, he's, he wants us to talk about... Well, last week he gave us instructions to talk about the... What did we talk about last week? Andorians. Andorians. And this week he's wanting us to talk about the Tellarites. Now... I don't think there's a lot of Tellerite episodes. Not really. There's a few bits yeah. in Enterprise, but... Yeah. And I don't think there are any sexy Tellerites that we can talk about either. I suppose it depends what you're into, but... Well, I mean, that would be a fairly specialist... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it would be a fairly specialist kink, that, to be honest with you. It's... It, 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 yes. I mean, yeah. I'm, although I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some Scandinavian porn films that come into that category. The, the Scandinavian point of everything you can think of. Yeah. Okay. So, um, JJ, who's never seen the original series and never seen Enterprise, wants us to talk about Tellarites. Oh, he's also never seen Enterprise? No, he's never seen Enterprise. What has he seen? <laughs> uh, Voyager. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Ah. And... TNG, and I'm just getting him into DS9. He's got a lot of TV to watch. He certainly has. He has. And he's not got much time. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, you stuck with me. (laughs) To watch it. So, so, well, actually, coming back to yourself, because I think off the top of my head, the first Tellerite episode is one that we mentioned last week. Yeah, which was Journey to Babel, and yeah, having done my, they have that big conference, don't they? Yeah, so they are actually only in two episodes of the original series, and the the makeup, it's it's mm. it's bit, <laughs> I don't know quite how to describe the TOS Tellerite makeup, other than the masks are too big and you can see straight into the eye holes. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So they're in Journey to Babel. Uh, I know you did make a note of that. Did you made a note of episodes that you need to watch from the original series? Have you managed to catch that episode? No. No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's one that you should try and watch, actually, because it is quite I a read good about day. it on um, Memory Alpha and IMDb, <laughs> if that counts. Yeah, okay, that counts. Um, 
and they're also in whom gods destroy, but I don't think they were in that for a lot off the top of my head. I've definitely not seen that one. Yeah, I don't think they were in it for much. I think they were background aliens in that one, pretty much. Uh, now, apparently they were in one episode of TNG. I think that's the one... Were they? I think that's the one with the fish heads and Mick Fleetwood dressed in a fish head. Oh, no, they were oh. in... No, no, I'm completely wrong. There, It was Conspiracy from season one. I can't remember that episode. Can you give us a, a little bit of a... Uh, that's the one with the little scorpion things that go in through your mouth and latch onto your spinal cord and oh, take over yeah. the federation. And that guy gets his head blown off. And the guy gets his head blown off, yeah. Yeah. It was. Which is very un-Star Trek, really. Yeah, it was very. Um, it was for the kids. One for the kids, that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, now, they were also in Voyager. So we're getting into JJ territory. And non I mean Voyager either. Yeah, I Non sequitur, the one where Harry Kim goes back to Earth. It's all a dream kind of thing. I don't remember that episode at all. He wakes up. You know it's a dream because he wakes up and Harry Kim. Uh, Harry Kim has a girlfriend in it, so you know it's a lot of rubbish. Because <laughs> Harry Kim would never get a girlfriend. <laughs> he was the Jodie LaForge of Voyager. Hey, Jodie LaForge fell in love with that fake lady. Yeah, yeah, you know, Jordi LaForge fell in love with fake lady and spent most of his time cleaning up the mess in the holodeck, and so did Harry Kim. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Harry Kim actually went as far as falling in love with a fake lady, though. Mm, yeah, but I don't want to know. He what didn't he got do the, the build holodeck. your old girlfriend trick. That wasn't creepy at all. No, no, not at all, especially when she turned up. Yeah, and, and then found the program. Mm. You know. Yeah, it's 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 not creepy, inappropriate, and casting a really bad light, o- light over George LaForge's character mm-hmm. at all. I mean, I know they didn't show it in the, in, the, in, the, in the episode, but do you think they found the programme where she's in her lingerie, and that's what set her <laughs> off? I saw a good uh, meme on the internet the other day, and it was um, Jodie turning on the computer, and the, uh, the computer has her face on it, and it goes, Jody, you're really good at turning me on, which just made me giggle quite a lot. <laughs> I do like a good Star Trek meme. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. anyway, so, well, I mean, that sort of takes us up to, um, well, we'll do it in chronological, well, we're not really doing it in chronological order, but apparently the Terrorites are in nine episodes of Discovery. I don't remember them having a, a massive impact. Um, I'm trying to remember whether I actually remember seeing any of them. Uh, let me think. Well, apparently they're in memory, if memory serves, and that is the only episode of Discovery I've watched twice, and I don't remember them. No. I'm, I'm struggling to remember any appearances of them in Discovery. Well, apparently they're in that Hope Is You Part 1. For such a dramatic makeup, they're quite forgettable, aren't they? Yeah, you think if you spend all that money on those prosthetics, they'd be uh, in every episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, that... yeah. So, as you said, the main thing with the Terrorites definitely is Enterprise. Yes. They actually appear properly rather than just some guy in the background in makeup. Yeah. Um, We've got the 
discussion of the foundation of the Federation, where um, they're one of the founding species of the Federation that you see in the final episode that doesn't exist. Um, then you've got um, the one where you've got the Telerite bounty hunter who, you know, the Boba Fett in lots of makeup. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all. They, they, they appear now and again. You get the occasional mm-hmm. um, viewing of one, but you don't get to see an awful lot. Well, the one that you just mentioned, which is Bounty, um, that is a very memorable episode for a lot of men because that's the one where Paul gets the pawn far. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of queuing saying, I'll, I'll risk my life to have pawn far with you, Julie. Yeah. I mean, to Paul. Yeah, it's all a bit creepy. Well, I mean, you say creepy. I mean, let's not jump to uh, conclusions here. You know, I mean, you're just, just a little bit quick there. You know, it's, it's not that creepy. You know, certain thoughts, you know. It's, no, I meant yeah. the episode's creepy, not the oh. thoughts that the main, that people are having. <laughs> that whole yeah. element of the episode's just blooming creepy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, um, there's an episode called Teaser that we're in uh, that involves the Klingon Empire, the, the Orion Syndicate. Klingon Bird of Prey discovers a transport shuttle containing hu- two human biosigns. Uh, all right, yeah, so that's a uh, teaser. That's the one, the beginning of the augments. Story. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. I have to say, that's when I thought Enterprise was at its best in season four. When you got I re- those... I really liked most of Enterprise, to be honest. I-, I thought it was quite an enjoyable Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I think the worst thing that you could say about seasons one and two, it's a little bit dull in places. Um, it's not that exciting. But there- there's some bro- really good, quite important episodes in particularly season two. Yeah. Some really important episodes. Um, but from three onwards, it really um, it really took off. But I think in season four, when they were doing these Doctor Who type three and four episode storylines, yeah. I, I thought that was great. Um, but I mean, that was Manny Koto. And it was basically, it was his love letter to, to Star Trek was doing that. It's also quite telling that after the um, studio kind of gave up on it and just kind of went, well, do what you want then, we'll stop interfering. It got really good. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this is the thing, when you try to appeal to a demograph or um, what you think people want to watch, how about you just make it good? Yeah. You know, all the big TV shows of the last 10 years and I think I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but all the big TV shows of the last 10 years um, and the way TV's changed because of Netflix. And look, you know, if I go into onto my TV now, I've got Disney Plus, I've got Amazon, I've got Netflix, I've got BBC iPlayer. Yeah. You know? So the landscape and how you consume the TV programs has changed. But all the big t- all the big programs came out of nowhere. You know. Yeah. Bre- Breaking Bad, you know, was that pitched at you know. 
when they went into, you know, the, the right, the creator went into sell it to the studio executives, you know, people are just dying to see a program about a middle a class chemistry teacher drugs in his camper van. <laughs> yeah, who turns into a drug kingpin, you know. Yeah. You know, um, Game of Thrones came out, you know, there. Ozark, which is a bit of a um, inspired by Breaking Bad, to be honest with you, but still pretty adult and um, very clever. Um, all these, you know, these programs came out of nowhere to be huge hits. Um, and that's when you try and manufacture a huge hit, I think that's when you when you fail. Um, I just think that studios need to let creators be creative. Absolutely. And that's going to produce the best quality um, work. It's the same in the theatre. When the producers get too involved, then that's when you get a flop. Mm-hmm. When you get... Oh, no, I'm not saying that every creative person has the ability to produce genius pieces of work, but you've got to let people have that experimentation to be able to produce something new and interesting. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just making the same stuff with different actors in it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, if you're still listening, JJ, and stop messages, messaging us going that you've gone off track, you're off topic, because that's what we do. We go off topic. But coming back to the topic, I would like to talk about, because we can easily segue back into Enterprise full time here, Babel 1. Yep. Which, to my mind, probably features the Tellarites in the most significant way of any of the episodes. Yeah. Because um, we've, we've got Shran, we've got Archer, we've got the Tellarite Ambassador, and it's sort of a prequel, prequel to Journey to Babel. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've, I've read about Journey to Babel, so... <laughs> 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 not seen it uh, but i have seen this episode of enterprise um yeah, yeah uh, we get to see about that conflict don't we because yet again the andorians have been at war with people um because you know that's what they do yeah they like a good fight don't they they, they, they do um yeah. well you've got to have something to get yourself ready for the orgy so you know um yeah. Yeah, so you get to see the a little bit of the history of the Tellarites. It still doesn't tell you an awful lot, but yeah, they had a war with the Andorians. Eventually, they became friends. Woohoo, let's have a federation. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up, yeah. yeah. I, I would buy that TV show. Yeah? Yeah, I would buy that TV show. Um, yeah, that, that's a great episode, and obviously it's got... Jeffrey Coombs in it as Shran at his most um, gunning for a fight ever, I think. Uh, in that yeah, episode. He, he's even hotter when he's angry. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they did kill his girlfriend. So, yeah. So he was pretty pissed. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Lieutenant Talis. She was quite a sexy Andorian. Yeah. yeah. I... I... And you've got, you know, so, yeah, as you say, Jeffrey was uh, hot. Um, you might think that. I couldn't possibly comment, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you've got Talis there. Yeah, and you've also got Jeffrey getting one of his appendages, sticky appendages getting cut off. 
he does. It, 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 it's not what people might be thinking. It is one of his antenna. Uh, he got one of his antenna. It, it got bobbited. Uh, is it Bobbit? John Wayne Bobbit? That lost one of his appendages? Is that a reference I, that you don't get? I have no idea. I don't think I'm old enough for that one. Sorry. All oh, right. Okay. I'll. Uh... <laughs> okay. Some some viewers will get that reference. Uh, and for the benefit of those that are listening, I am now going to share a link to James over IM so that he can get up to speed on John Wayne Bobbit. And he's, I know in about five minutes you're going to be chatting and you're going to hear James going, no! <laughs> no, you're going to hear James going like that. Uh, so it's in the chat. You can look at that oh, yes. at your leisure. Yes, I have got that. I will have a look at that while we are having this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, he lost his appendage and Mr. Archer had to uh, come up with a Ooh. way to Sorry. see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that happened. Yeah. So, you got. Yeah. So, uh, we'll start that one again. So, um, you'll get the <laughs> reference now. So Shran got one of his appendages bobbited. He he did, yeah. I'm not sure if it hurt quite as much as as that, but yeah. And at least Shran's girl back. Well, yeah, I, um, yeah. I, there is a further story with Mister Bobbit, who went on to have an alternative film career. Oh dear. If you need further down his wiki page. Oh, don't make me scroll down. I only read the first line and I was already like, you know, no. Yeah, yeah, he went on to have a, shall we say, a career in independent movies after a procedure that he received. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I can't seem to find that on the wiki page. I'm, I'm so that, disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but he, he did have a... That, that's what he, that's what happened next. Um, so yeah, that was a good episode. Fighting, yeah. death, honor, all that. Um, Oddly, I think it's one of the rare episodes where we don't see them rubbing gel all over themselves in a decontamination chamber. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, Which wasn't just put in because it was sexy. Honest. It wasn't, it wasn't, and, um, you know, it was put in so that Mr. Billingsley could stand on the outside uh, of the the decon chamber looking through the window at them, making sure everyone was okay. It, it's like futuristic dogging, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, that's pretty much it, actually. <laughs> so, um... I think a better episode, and the Terrorites are, are in it, but not as much. Not that Babel 1's not a good episode, it's a great episode, as uh, possibly, no, definitely, in my opinion, the best episode of Enterprise ever, in a mirror darkly. Yep. Are we just classing that as one episode? Yeah. Yeah. In a but yeah, darkly. love that um, episode. Slightly disappointed that it never really kind of tied in with the main timeline, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that was the only thing that that episode was lacking because it just feels very... And here's an episode in the Mirror Universe that never actually seems to affect the Prime Universe, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But other than that, that yeah. Yeah, the real only played played that count in um, DS Nine. Sort of the the stuff affecting the Prime Universe. Yeah, I just felt that Enterprise itself there should have been some sort of actual contact between the Prime Universe and the Mirror, mm. rather than just a. Yeah. There's no interaction yet. Yeah. Cro- no one crosses over. No, and it wouldn't needed to have been much. It could have been something as simple as maybe they picked up a subspace message that happened to have come from the Murray universe or something like that, just to just link them together a little bit, because I just think it was a little bit distinct from yeah. each other. Well, I was at uh, Vegas in 2016 for the 50th anniversary, and they did a audience vote on yeah. the top 10 episodes of all Star Trek. Yep. Not their series of all Star Trek, and in a, in a mirror darkly made it into the top ten of all Star Trek. Best Was episodes. that just because of T'Pol in a crop top? Um, no, it wasn't just because of T'Pol in a crop top. I think that I think you've been a very very unfair. There. It was because of T'Pol and Hoshi in the crop top. <laughs> And possibly um, all Mr. Bakula's topless scenes as well. I, I, I'm not going to object to those. Because uh, there was is a few. It, it, it's not this one where they're playing volleyball on the beach, is it? No, is that... No, I, can't, I, uh, I, I can't remember which episode that is, but if you're looking for um, topless Star Trek men, that is definitely yeah. I know the, scene the you're one talking to watch. About. You could easily put that into uh, Top Gun. Yeah. Or did, I mean, did they steal it from Top Gun? There's a thing. They could have done, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got, I think that's an early episode, is it not? I'm just going to literally type into Google, topless Star Trek beach, and I bet you it comes up. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't. Don't type that into Google. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally. <laughs> I'm if, literally. If you, are on a, if you are on a work computer, do not type that into Google. <laughs> it comes up with some very niche websites. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. It's um, all in the name of research. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't find it. I've, I've tried Googling a different series of words and I'm just getting sent to different, very distinct uh, niche areas of the internet. So I'm going to stop. It's far too early in the morning for that kind of Googling. <laughs> uh, this Pinterest page, page looks quite interesting. I, I'm sure it does. I... I didn't get any further than the Google results and didn't click them. Uh-huh. Oh, right, yeah. so I guess There's I'll some... talk to everybody for a short while whilst um, well, Gregor the... just digests. There's some, there some interesting interpretations of Star Trek characters' interactions there. 
shall we say. <laughs> you know, it's good to see different interpretations. It's definitely one way of putting it, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's yeah. go back to memory alpha, because, uh, you know, that avoids strange looks if anybody comes in the room. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing with the beach volleyball, because we are here to talk about the terrorites, there are no terrorites in that beach volleyball scene. No, so, that is true. So the question is, why aren't there terrorites in that scene? And that keeps us on topic. Because... I, I dread to think what a, te a, a topless Tellerite would look like. Well, I don't think they could afford the makeup below the neck. That's no, no, the... That, that would be a lot of prosthetics. Yeah. Um, but I can't... It's like thinking about an Andorian. You can quite yeah. easily piece the pieces together and imagine what the rest of an Andorian looks like. Um, to, in, in my mind, it's just going to be like a human, but blue. Um, whereas, what does a naked Tellerite look like? Um, well, if you give me a moment, I can search on Pinterest <laughs> or some other site. I'm sure I'll find one. <laughs> you know, I mean, there must be one somewhere. But, uh, yeah, it's... Because um, their faces are so distinct, aren't they, the Tellerites? They've got that, like, snout and what have you. Yeah. Do they have a curly whatnot like a pig does? Because they've got pig faces. So do they have curly bits like pigs do? Mm, yeah. yeah there's, see, this, this is because you've looked on those special interest sites now. I never even clicked the links. <laughs> you're going down this, this uh, I, I rabbit have, hole. I should have clicked the links because that would have been a good excuse for why these thoughts are currently going through my mind. But no, no, this is all me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've forgotten where I was in memory alpha, never mind where, what we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about Tellarites and the yeah. fact that they're in Enterprise, and then we yeah. went on to In a Mirror Darkly. Uh -huh. We talked about crop tops, and yeah. I railroaded the conversation into talking about um, men playing topless volleyball instead, and then all it right, all went okay. downhill from there. Okay, because it was going so well up until that point, obviously. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a consummate broadcast, of a professional broadcast before that. It really was. Until we got on to talking about curly appendages. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. So, uh, this, there's an episode here called Demons. And... I'm trying to picture, remember what it was. Uh, I am also I trying to think, remember. I'm having a quick scan through the memory. I think it's, late, I think it's late on. Uh, where are we? Uh, season four, episode 20. All oh, right, so that's, so that's really, really late. Ah, uh, it's just before Terra Prime, isn't it? Yes. Ah, that's. that's uh, yeah, so this is where T'Pol and Connor, uh, Connor Trinier, uh, Trip, discover that they've had a baby. Yes. Don't they? Uh, yeah. Uh, so very... Yeah, it was not a bad episode. No, it, it was all right for a... We're nearly at the end of the season. Let's put a 
what is it? it well, it's not a bottle episode, is it? Because they do use other no. sets. But um, it does feel like a filler episode. Well, I'm going to try and make JJ happy here because there are tellerites in it, but not a lot. And it is building up towards the conference where the tellerites join off are part of the founding members of the Federation. Yeah. So I've got that in that they're founding members of the Federation. I think you mentioned it earlier as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, that's pretty much all we know about that because they're just in the background in the last episode. Yeah, they don't ever really seem to do lot, a lot. We don't ever find out much about the culture. We, we know that they look a bit like pig people mm-hmm. and they're grumpy. Mm-hmm. And that's probably about it. Well, I, I, again, I'm going to try and stay online. I'm now Googling who designed Tellarite makeup. There is an interesting part on Memory Alpha where you can see the original screen test for the Tellarite makeup, um, which is quite cool. They were designed by Fred Phillips, um, and he was told about it the day before. So the the Tellarites were invented overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, So they made the prosthetics and things for the uh, first appearance in Journey to Babel. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those one-piece prosthetic things that comes across the eyes and over the nose. Hence how you... Yeah, so basically they weren't fitted. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, oh, we've got till tomorrow to make a prosthetic. Here we go, we've made one. Um, yeah, it's like, sort of like what a mask you buy out the shop for Halloween, yeah. and you've got an inch gap over your eye socket. <laughs> yeah, apparently the um, reason that they stand like they do is when they put it on the first actor, it was a, a little bit wonky, so he had to tip his head back so he could see, mm. which is why Tellarites apparently stand with their head slightly back. Ah, I see. Hmm. Yeah, so, okay, so in the interest of covering the truth, I'm going to read this out. No, actually, I'm not going to read it out. I'm just going to paraphrase it. So in 2161, they they were at the foundation ceremony for the Federation in San Francisco. So, yes, they were definitely founding members. Yep. And there is a Tellerite officer aboard the Discovery. Yeah. Uh, now I'm not going to be cruel and say, well, there, say, well, there's another example of a Starfleet officer from Discovery. No one knows the names of. I'm going to do a wee test here. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to send you a picture of Discovery. Okay. One moment. This is really exciting for the listeners. I'm looking for a Discovery picture. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just giggling at a, a very confused JJ in um, a chat that we're sending these messages backwards and forwards. Does he not re- realise that we're currently recording? <laughs> How rude, interrupting us when we're working. I know. We're, 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 I mean, we can blame him now if uh, this is rubbish and no one listens to it. Yeah, because he interrupted, so, you know. Uh-huh. All right, so I've sent you a picture in the chat. Let's have a look. Okay. So, who's the guy standing to the left of Dietmar? 
have no idea. Okay. Who's the guy to the left of the guy you've no idea of? I, I also have no idea. Yeah. I mean, this is the bridge crew. I'm all right with the rest, but those two, I don't know. Yeah. I do. You do see them on screen, but I don't know what they're called because they've not had much focus on them yet. But it does feel like that was something that was really missing, which they did um, address a lot more in season three. You actually do get to find out about the others um, to a a lot greater an extent. Uh, I think we're still waiting for those two that you mentioned um, to have their moment in the spotlight, so to speak. Um, But no, the the rest you do get to know to a, a lot greater an extent than I've still not watched I've still not watched Beyond Episode Two Season Three. I've still not watched it. Just can't bring myself to do it. They do also appear do the Tellarites in an episode of Lower Decks. They appear in episode four, which is Moist Vessel. Um so I don't remember individual episodes of Lower Decks. I didn't think it was um, that bad. I wouldn't rave about it. Um, but I didn't think it was... I thought it was okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I enjoy um, Lower Decks for what it is. It's um, a casual jaunt through the Star Trek universe in cartoon form. Um, and yeah, no, I I, I quite enjoy it, it, but I enjoy the jokes. I don't know, because um, one of my friends was asking me the other day, I've not seen Star Trek, can I watch Lower Decks? I was like, well, you can, uh, but I don't know whether you'd find it entertaining or not. I'm not sure. If you didn't yeah. get any of the in-jokes, would Lower Decks make sense as a series on its own? Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of in-jokes and a lot of... Um references or easter eggs whichever you prefer to call them to past episodes yeah if you think i mean the one episode that the last episode with the pack lights yeah i've never seen that episode that episode's not going to mean that much to you no no i was a bit confused as to how much sense lower decks would make without that knowledge yeah it's not for the new fans I don't know, because I, I think it's hard to imagine watching it without having that knowledge. Is it just a funny cartoon set in space? Mm. Is it funny if you don't get... Do you know what I mean? Are we just getting bonus giggles because of the references and the Easter eggs? Mm. Uh, pro- pro- probably, possibly. Um... It's like if, if you've never watched Rick and Morty, can you watch an episode from season three and find it funny? Yes, you can. But obviously, if you know the backstory and all the extra things, then you get that extra. So does it work the same with Lower Decks? Or is it, if anybody's listening and you've not, and you watched Lower Decks before you watched any other Star Trek, do let us know, because I'd be really interested to see how it works if you've never seen Star Trek, but you have seen Lower Decks. I'd be really interested to see. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just as an experiment, I'm going to go into IMDb and quickly have a look at some of the reviews. All right, yeah, no, that seems 
uh, just to get a flavour of people are thinking the same as as, as we think. Um, I remember when I said to JJ that I didn't hate lower decks, he nearly hit the floor. I don't know if JJ has allowed an opinion considering he's only seen Voyager. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, he doesn't get half my references that I make to Star Trek. He really doesn't. I think he might need um, demoting down to crewman, you know, until he's actually watched the rest. I mean, I'm just going to grab some lines here from IMW's reviews. Um, yeah. So there's a thing here that says, unlike Klutzman Trekkers shows from CBS, blah, blah, blah. Um, this show is made by people who care about canon and continuity. I think that did stick by, uh, did stand out in Lower Decks. There was a bit more uh, canon and continuity yep. um, to it than we've seen in recent Star well, Trek series. It, it's Mick McMahon, so that makes perfect sense because, my goodness, that man loves TNG. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of comments. I'm just glancing over them. A lot of comments about the the, the respect that it showed to canon. Um, but, I mean... I think the fact that it's doing all that with canon means that it's difficult to jump. It's not a jumping in point. No, I, I'm like I said, I'd just be curious to hear from somebody who had only watched Lower mm. Decks. Yeah. Does it work as just a funny cartoon? Yeah. I'm sure I'll find someone at my work. Yeah. That, that's watched it that hasn't watched Star Trek. Or just find somebody who hasn't watched Star Trek and force them to watch it. An episode or two of Lloyd X and just say, Is this funny mm -hmm. when you don't know what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I take how it... many of the references are broad enough that they've hit common contemporary knowledge, if that makes sense? Yeah. Well, there's always some stuff that transcends fandom yeah. and into the, the, the wider. Um, popular culture from Star Trek, you know, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Klingons, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. Um, like, so, yes, they probably won't get the reference about getting a battle off a guy with an eye patch. Mm -hmm. um, so season two is due to premiere this year at some point, apparently. Yes, yes, I'm very excited. So, um, I'm mildly, mildly happy um, to see what season two is like. Uh, because I think I will watch... No, that's not a case I think I will. I will watch season two based on season one. Especially considering what happened at the end. Mm. The end of season one, where Riker turned up and... Yeah. Um, so I will be watching season two. And I like uh, the fact that Lloyd X is classed as canon, which means it's now canon that um, Captain Riker plays jazz music when he goes to warp. Yeah. Well, that is now he, canon because it's in Lower Decks. Didn't he always? Well, he's, he was never the captain before, was he? So. No, no. That's true. That's true. Because uh, it was the Titan he turned up on, was it? Yes. Uh, I couldn't remember that level of detail, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got, looks like another 10 episodes in season two. Yeah, we've got quite a bit of Star Trek again this year. It should be a, a, a good year for new content. Um Stop shaking your head, Gregor. Some of this new content will be good. Um, 
we've got new discovery um which is due out at some point uh we'll have a new lower decks we'll have uh possibly a new picard don't know whether that's going to fall 2021 or 2022 i think picard i see a second season it depends how much how committed they are to that. I yeah. think there's I think there's a whole world of issues, I think, probably. And they have started filming Strange New Worlds as well. That's yeah. gone into formal production. So we yeah. might be really lucky and get four series this year. I think Picard, the second season Picard's the one that could be dodgy. Yeah. Full, full stop, A, for insurance reasons. Um, possibly the what's perceived seem to be the, the, the underperformance for, for Amazon, but Amazon, we don't know what Amazon signed up for. No. Um, they could have signed up for three seasons, four seasons. We don't know in which case they're, they're committed. We don't actually know how many people watched it because they never release release no. figures like that. It's not like something that goes out on broadcast television where they'll say, yes, and 7.4 million people watched episode one. Well, Amazon and Netflix and all the streaming services, they don't release those figures. Mm. Um, so you've no way of actually knowing. It, it could have been the biggest thing that had been watched on Amazon for all we know, because, you know, it's Amazon. There's not much else on it. Well, I think I think it was probably comfortably outperformed by the boys and hunters. Oh, yeah, they've got the boys, haven't they? Yeah, I think it would have been well outperformed by by those. Um, but that's, you know, by the by, as you say, because we'll, we never know. I mean, I don't, I don't think... I mean, Picard should have been the television event or one of the television events of... 2020 uh, and it didn't turn out to be that way you know i think one of the issues is that they don't put it on television (laughs) well breaking bad has never been on british tv no but it, it i think it's just hard to have an event about something that doesn't have a set time if that makes sense well i would argue that uh when picard was going out the tv event of the year at that point was tiger king yeah. So that's all anybody was talking about. Yeah. It was Tiger King. I've still know. not watched all of it. I watched about half an hour. I was like, this is absolute drivel. And I you watched the first half hour? Yeah. And you stopped? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't stop watching it. It, just, it was it, the it most goes... horrendous abomination I have ever seen in my life. Well, you should stick watching it because it no. gets... <laughs> much, much worse than that. It gets way worse than the first half hour. It really does. It's like it's that's like, not that's not persuading me to go and watch more. That is, hey uh, James, you spent half an hour watching television. You hate. Go back and watch more. It gets worse. It does. That's not. It, a way, it gets worse. That, that you, that's not a selling point. But really. you can't. But now you're going to miss out on uh, great quotes like oh. oh if, if I wanted to kill him, I wouldn't have done that. What I'd have done is I'd have used sardine oil instead. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm all right. No, but you've not seen the, you've not seen what happens to accompany that quote. <laughs> oh, you've got to watch it. I mean, we've not even we're not even at the bit where uh, the swingers come into it. You know. Um, I, I'm still alright, I think. No, yeah. no, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. 
No, I'd, I'd rather watch TOS that I haven't you're, watched yet. <laughs> you're missing out on great quotes like that bitch Carol Baskin. Yeah, but I've got access to the internet, so I've seen yes. that quote so but many times. You've got to, you've got to watch it to see it in in the context. It's just it's like it doesn't the first half hour, right? You maybe think it's going somewhere, and then it doesn't go that. It doesn't go there. I just thought it was weird and boring. Uh, it's definitely weird. I'll give you that. It's definitely weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> right, I want you to call me Gregor Exotic from now on. That's uh, okay, you might want to run that past the wife first, but yeah. if that's no, no, what you want. That's what she calls me anyway, Gregor Exotic. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, there's very little stuff about season two on MDub of Picard. Yeah. At the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm very worried about Strange New Worlds. What makes you worried about it? I think it's going to be too light and fluffy. I think it's going to be flashy. I think it's going to be lens flare, flashy, fast dialogue, people running. Um, and it's just instead of, I think it's just going to be 13 episodes of that. I don't know, they, they, they handled that crew quite well in Discovery. Um, it'd be interesting to see how the current team writes episodic track. That's something I'm... I, I don't, I'm a bit of an optimist when it comes to Star Trek. I like to think it's going to be really good. Um... Sometimes I'm left a bit disappointed, other times I'm not. But I, I, I like to go in with a, a an optimistic outlook. Because, you know, is that not the Star Trek way after all, to oh, it the was. eternal optimist? It was, but then Kurtzman knocked all that out of me. There's <laughs> only so many punches to the stomach you can take um, before you just lose hope. And just, you know, you find yourself driving in a car and you see a brick wall and you think, what if I drive into that brick wall? You know, that's that's what New Trek's done to me. It's destroyed me. Can't take it anymore. Well, at least it's done one good thing, man. Um, no. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, give J.J. Abrams his due, you know, um, with this 2009 Star Trek film and then subsequent, subsequently Star Wars. He has managed to unite the Star Wars and Star Trek fans and their hatred of them. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's quite an achievement. That does remind me of, um, did you see the episode of Lower Decks where they basically just took the piss out of J.J. Abraham as the camera was panning across and there was more lens flare than you can possibly imagine in this cartoon? Because, um, you know, lens flare on a cartoon. Um, yeah. And it's just like a, a minute-long sequence. It It's like paying homage to that, scene from is it wrath of calm where it takes about three minutes for the ship to go past uh, is it not the original movie is it the original movie the one where the camera just kind of stays still and the enterprise passes oh, over about the course of three minutes yes ship porn yes yeah well it's yeah. basically that scene but with 
purposely too much JJ Lens flair and purposely mm. too much of everything. And I think it's just the Lord X t- uh, crew uh, team, sorry, decided, right, we're going to do a scene now to take the piss out of JJ Abrams. And it was hilarious. I just giggled all the way through. There was no spoken word or anything like that. It was just all the effects just really made me giggle. I have to go and look at that one again now. Yeah. I'll have to find out which episode it's in. I can't quite remember, but it's beautiful. It's just so funny. Yeah, I'll definitely have to go and find that one. Very again. cleverly funny. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I want, I do want the stuff to be good. I just don't have faith. You not got faith of the heart. I haven't got faith of the heart. I'm afraid. Not. I just haven't. <laughs> I've not got faith of the heart. Um, it's been a long road, and uh, it's getting longer. No, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I, I, I enjoy I, I, the new stuff. Um, I'm enjoying Discovery a lot more than I did. Um, you know, like I said last time or the time before, um, season one was good sci-fi. It wasn't Star Trek. Season two was good sci-fi, adequate Star Trek, but season three really for me, has become um, properly Star Trek of Discovery. Uh, Picard, yeah, all right, it's 10 episodes of fan service, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and Lower Decks just makes me laugh, and I'm quite happy with anything that makes me laugh. And I get to see Anson Mountain um, uniform again for Lower Decks, so... Not oh, strange, new, strange New Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I said the wrong series and everything. You, said, you got the series and the actor wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart, apart from that. Apart from that. Yeah, who was I thinking of? Well, well you, you mentioned Riker already in the last episode of Lower Decks. No, no, I, I didn't mean to say Lower Decks. I meant to say Strange New Worlds. Worlds. And I meant to say the guy who's playing Captain Pike. Um, um, see, well, you see, this proves my point. Absolutely, there's too much Star Trek at the moment. And that just proves my point because you you just completely lost the place there. There's so much Star Trek. But but that that, that puts me in my happy place. I, I like the fact that there's so much Star Trek. I get mixed up. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll see what happens with Strange New World. I'll try not to prejudge. Well, I won't prejudge it. I'm just not excited about it. There's a difference between not being excited and prejudging it. I was right when I said Anson Mount. I was sure Anson Mount. Yeah. It was just the title of the series I got mixed up. Yeah. I was right with the actor. Yeah. Because I was racking my brain then going, well, who's playing Captain Pike then? If it's not Anson Mount, so I had to jump onto Google. Right, sorry. Um, yes, I get to see Anson Mount they're in the coming to, uniform. They're coming so to take James away. He's they could do now. too. Don't but... know what you're talking about. So, um, Tellarites. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we may um, have exhausted Tellarites, to be I honest. I think we have. I mean, maybe some research would have helped, but not much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were found. Did we mention that they were um, original founding members of the Federation? Have we mentioned I, d- that? I don't know if we did. Okay. Um, if you're listening, JJ, you did bring that up that we could talk about them being original founding members of the Federation. And uh, Along with you... the Andorians and the Vulcans and the humans, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Did, did you know that, James, that they were founding members of the Federation. I, I, I do now. I'm really glad you've told me. Uh-huh. Um, well, I only just found that out myself. and um, I found it very interesting. Yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, um, I'd like to thank JJ for picking that subject for us to talk about. I'm not sure he's going to appreciate picking that subject when he listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting topic. It, we had to go off on a tangent this time, really, didn't we? Uh, yeah, well, we have to every episode. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't remember what's in the memo. What's in the memo for next week? Shall we give the, the listeners a preview? Oh, let's do that, because I can't remember either. Okay, um, let's see if I can find the memo. Oh, I found it. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, well, so next week looks a good topic. Yeah? Do, do you want to tell the viewers? Or shall so, we keep them in suspense? Uh, let's, keep, let, let's keep them on the dark side of the moon. Okay, okay. There may or may not be an incredibly cryptic clue in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's, uh, um, haven't we done number four? No. No, I thought maybe JJ and I had done something. Oh, but... I, you, you may have done it with, yeah. let me rephrase this before I finish that sentence. Uh, you may have covered that with uh, JJ at some point. Um, uh, he wants a full exploration of them. Ah. Perhaps. I wonder That's if just going to be you talking about crop tops again. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, there's certainly a full <laughs> one particular <laughs> member of that species where a full exploration would not be unwarranted. <laughs> yeah, I think people have worked that one out. Uh, okay, yeah, so, okay, so yes, Dark Side of the Moon. See if anyone works that out. Put, yeah. If you work out who that is, put it in the comments below. Um, so, yeah, so is there anything you would like to, to add, James, before we get a, get a bollocking from JJ for going off topic again? I don't, I don't think so. I think we've covered vaguely what we were meant to be talking about, and I've quite enjoyed talking about other stuff that was completely unrelated, because... Yeah. I, I don't think anyone could have done the Tellarites in more detail than we have. No, today. no. Um... It's difficult to imagine someone being more in depth than we have on the Tellarites. And they were founding members of the Federation, Greg. I don't forget. Oh, that. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got that, and I didn't know yeah. that. Um, so thank you for for that. Uh, so yes, this I've been Gregor, and you've been James, and uh, we have been talking about the founding members of the Federation, the Tellarites. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, with that, I'm, I'll sign off and just remind us where we can find you again. You can Susan. find me on Twitter at Thamilitan. And you can find me on Twitter at Crabbit Ginger. And uh, we shall catch you all next week. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Thank you for listening to Sparkler Week. Tune in next week for more Sparkler Week action and never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast on the catcher that you are listening to us on. If you want to follow us on Twitter, then you can find us at Sparkler Week. Drop us a message, tell us how we're doing, or make a suggestion. We're welcome to all input from all our fans. 
so don't hesitate to get in touch and follow us on Twitter and on our Facebook page as well. Why not join us in 10 Forward if you like what we do and want to say thank you? The link for our Buy Me A Coffee page is in the show notes, so please check that out and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. If not, we will see you next week. Live long and prosper. It's up to you. As long as you come back next week and listen to us once again, we'll be happy to have you back. Live long and prosper.